Welcome to Interior Design Today with your host, Mary Nextat. We've been dealing with a national emergency, Sandy, and one realizes that certain actions come out of this that sometimes we forget about, and then maybe it's good we do. But I have noticed that in many instances, contractors have not been quite as honest as they should be with clients. One of my clients had a roof problem and they were referred to someone who was doing new roofs in the area and that had been contracting many of their neighbors. So they asked for a quotation and they were told that it would be $22,000, almost $23,000. They thought that was a lot because their house was really not that large. So they went to investigate further. Another person came from quite a distance, didn't even have a clipboard or a notebook or anything. Looked the situation over, gave a few comments, and my client loaned them a paper so they could make some notes. And of course, the client two weeks later has not heard from them. With a bit of frustration, Fortunately, the client called me and we started talking about the situation and I said to them, let's use someone that we have used before. So that person, the contracting company, went to see them and quoted them less than $12,000, which is just about half what the other person had done. And I think that the part that's so disturbing to me As I always think of when we were children, we really were taught that everything was either good or bad, black or white. And then as we grew more matured, we really realized that almost everything was pretty gray. But when we see this type of a situation, this type of a serious scene, we find that some people are absolutely wonderful and other people are really almost very evil. Fortunately, as a designer, we get to see these contractors. We get to know who they are, how they work, and what they do. And in so many instances, we can really be of great assistance to our clients in making sure that they get to the right people and that their monies are invested appropriately and especially in the time of an emergency. I found in my own practice, I have done so much of this type of work. Oh, it's quite true, I really didn't get paid for most of those services. But when I think of the invaluable contribution we've made to our clients, it just is amazing. I've given you a copy of an article which I wrote for the local paper and which has been passed on to a number of other publications throughout the country. We need to realize that building codes and standards are really there for a reason. So often our clients will think that they can sort of cut corners, that they don't need to spend that extra time or money, but it's really very costly in the end. When we look at the situation of Harrisburg and the changes in codes that they made after Agnes, 
They went and really looked at the national code and adopted almost all of it. It took them a number of years to do it, so it was early in the 80s when it finally was completed. But at this point, if you look at any of the hospitals or major buildings, you'll find all of their mechanicals on the second and third floor. Wouldn't it have been nice if in New York, in that hospital, if they had had their mechanicals at the second and third floor and therefore would not have to have evacuated 724 people. This is so expensive in so many, many ways. And if all of the buildings in a community are really designed to withstand the situations which are appropriate to that particular climate, we would eliminate so much stress on our emergency systems and therefore be able to take care of whatever else exists. It's so easy if you only have to do one-fourth or half of the work, isn't it, whatever your field. And when I think of the opportunities that we have today, what we can do with today's knowledge and the, the equipment that we have available in working on the project in Harrisburg, which was a luxury condo and a ZEB, we realized that this building could be built using no outside sources of energy. It could produce all of its own energy. Now at times, we would still be attached to the grid just in case. But in a case of emergency, such as Sandy, this building would be in the position to supply surrounding buildings with at least enough energy to take care of some of their emergency needs. Isn't it incredible what we can do? And of course, I feel that we in the building profession have an obligation to bring this quality of work to our clients. After all, we are responsible for doing the best work we can with today's available resources. So as you look at your interior designer, it isn't just someone who helps you with the interior, but so often this person is very knowledgeable about the other craftspeople and contractors and so on within your region. They work with them all the time, and in turn, they can be of great assistant to every one of their clients and really save them a lot of distress and a lot of money and a lot of just very sad and inconvenience. So we take our profession very seriously and I just wanted everyone to realize the contribution that is available to you. Use your designer to their fullest. Make sure they are giving you what is the very best and the latest and use them as a consultant on other building issues because very often they have a lot of information that can really be valuable to you in whatever your situation. I've enclosed a copy of an article that appeared in a recent paper. You may enjoy reading it and also realize that you're in a position to use your voice to encourage better action within your community. If you have any questions or you'd like to speak to Mary, please send us an email at interiordesigntoday 
at AOL.com. Thanks for listening.